Pursuit of Righteousness podcast. It's your girl Robes, and I'm feeling kind of sick today. Well, I'm always feeling kind of sick. It's this weather; it's up and down, so I don't know. It's hot and cold at the same time. My immune system cannot keep up, so excuse me if I sniffle or cough. But I'm feeling real vulnerable. I just finished praying this morning, and I spoke to God. Well, I realized yesterday when I was speaking to one of my really good friends in Christ that I have and I harbor a lot of church hurt, right? And so this is something that I knew that I had, but I, I kind of didn't really think about in a sense because every time people would talk about church hurt, I'd be like, that don't pertain to me. Like, I don't I don't have church hurt. Like, I don't act like I have church hurt. I, I joined a church two years ago, and ever since then, I've been serving and all of that. And God made me realize yesterday when I was speaking about it, how passionate I got that I have church hurt. So I thought that was a joke because it's just like, no, God. But then when I sat there and I started to pray, I, I kind of saw myself at a door. And God was like, open the door. And I said, no, I refuse to go inside of the door because I refuse to open the door to let God heal my church hurt. And so for me, church hurt started, well, the church kind of, my father's a preacher, kind of disbanded my family. My brother doesn't even believe in God anymore. Um, my, my, My father left my auntie's church where he was a second pastor at. Like the church... Honestly, when I think of the church, like it nothing but some people say they experienced church hurt because people were talking about it. No, like I genuinely, the church disbanded my family, killed off some of my family. Like the church hurt me to the core. It dang near sent my auntie into a mental asylum. Well, it did. And so when I think about the church and how it destroyed me emotionally, like I still to this day, I still haven't really spoke about the church and how it hurt me. And I realized that everything that I've learned, the whole grand scheme of it, everything that I learned in church growing up was wrong. I've been in church for about 19, 18 years before I came to college. And then I stopped because no one, there was no one to tell me what to do. And at that point I was upset and I was hurt because of everything that was happening within my auntie's church. So I just stopped going to church all in all. And so I let go of the church, did not go for years. And then I started going back two years ago because of my ex-boyfriend. And I still, although that I stopped going to church, I still kind of, what you learn, you know, just like the Bible says, teach a child as it should go. And then when they get older, they will never depart from it. And so everything that I grew up knowing and understanding about the church and what was being instilled in me about God and the church is what I grew up with. And so it kind of made me hate God. I remember one, I don't know if it was about two, three years ago, I was laying in, in bed and I and I realized I just it just came to me that I don't like God. 
And that's a tough place to be, but I, I real I, I'm glad that I, I realized it. Like I I hated God not for what God did, but what people told me who God was. And they painted God for me growing up. God was painted as an angry person who in order for him to get the glory, something had something bad had to happen to me in order for God to get the glory. And so I always grew up thinking or being taught that, you know, we have to pay a price and that we have to, you know, it's not easy being a Christian. Bad things are going to happen. And so when the big car accident happened um, with my auntie in the car, when the big car accident happened and one man died and, and all of that, you know, I was taught that, you know, God did it for a reason and his name is going to be glorified and bad things happen. Like when I say just horrible things were happening in my life growing up, I seen the craziest things. And it's not because I was hood. It's not because I was in the hood. It was because I was Christian and I was in the church. Bad things were happening, death after death after death. And I was taught God is going to get the glory and that bad things have to happen for God to get the glory. And so I would associate bad things with Christ. And so because I would associate these bad things happening with God, I did not love God. I I, I, I knew God as this bad person. I knew God as this powerful being who had the authority and the right to just make bad things happen. Like he was just in heaven, like, boop, I feel like doing this to Rose today just so my name could be glorified. That's, and that's a messed up way of thinking for 18, for a long time. That's a horrible way to look at God. And so I, it's not until up until yesterday, I realized that I still look at God that way because she was speaking to me and I was like, no, like she was speaking all of these wonderful things that you're going to be this, you're going to be that. And I said, no, I don't want to be anything in the body of Christ because it's a price to pay. And I know something bad is going to happen to me if I do decide to be a preacher, to do this, to do that. And she was looking at me like, where, where is this mindset coming from? Like she was looking at me as if I was crazy. And I was like, I'm not crazy. That's how I was raised to look at the body of Christ. That's how I was raised. To look at the church, that's how I was raised to, to, and I don't think the people around me did it intentionally. This is just how, this was how the cards were given to us. And that's how we dealt with the cards. Okay, this bad thing is happening. God's name is going to be glorified. We lift your name on high. You know, my auntie was going missing five, six o'clock in the morning, a grown woman. All of the things, like she was a woman pastor. And it was the men in the church who were tearing her down. It was other men pastors who were tearing her down. Why? Why? And so for me, that made me never want to be a pastor, never want to be a preacher, never want to be anything Christ-related. Like, when God asked me to do a podcast speaking on Jesus, on God, the pursuit of righteousness, I told God, no. No. Like, I just started back liking you. Like, I had to talk to God, like, listen, because you know how, like, when you and your ex break up for a while and he tried to come back in your life, I had to tell God, listen, me and you just got back cool. Let's take it one step at a time because I cannot see myself in ministry anymore. I do not want to be in the church. I have really intensified church hurt, okay? And so even at my church now, I look at ministers and our deacons who are very good people, but I still try to look for the bad in them. It's sad to say, but that's how deep 
my church hurt was. And I never realized that I had church hurt until yesterday. I'm 22. I have a podcast. I am imparting into people. I am speaking to people. But God made me realize that I have church hurt. Like he can't heal and I can't feel him how I want to feel God because I still don't know who God is. I look at God as this person who is malicious, who is evil. Like I fear God, right? The word of God tells us to fear God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, right? But that's not what it means to actually fear God, right? It means the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. When we fear God, we say, you know what? I'm not going to do this sin because the fear, my fear for God is, is deeper than what he's going to do to me. I'm, I'm, I'm fearful of hurting God's feelings. I'm fearful of of doing things to, to, to hurt the kingdom. Not I'm scared of God because God is just going to rain down and send fire. You know, that's who God was in the Old Testament, you know, but that's not who he was because God didn't play with the folks back then. You sinned, you died on the spot. And then for me, the hurt within my family, like it runs deep. It runs deep, deep. And I feel like people think my aggression is from my aggression may be from me being born in the hood, me having to fight all my life. My aggression is from the church. My aggression and my hurt is from the church. And that it, it, it took a while. Well, it took yesterday. And when she was talking about it, I told her, no, like, I don't want to talk about this. This is not where I want to go. This is not what I want to speak on because I don't want to go there. It's hard to hide from something, close a door, like, oh my God, just speaking about it. It's hot. It's hard to hide something, close that door and pretend like it doesn't exist. And then for God to be like, I want to heal you and I want to take you to a next level. But that door that you tried to hide from me, I need you to open it up. It's hard. And it's also hard to unlearn everything that you know about God, that you think you know about God. Like, I thought I knew God. I thought I knew how to read the Bible. I thought I knew these Bible stories because I'm going to be quite frankly with you. All of the stories and everything that I knew of the Bible is what I was preached to. I was taught, you know, I was taught about more so of revelations, about Jesus coming back, about 666 and all of this stuff. There was so much stories in the Bible that I didn't even know existed. And so because I was always taught about the, the, the coming of Christ, the, the God coming back and to rain hell on everyone who didn't believe in him. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, like I need to know God because I don't want to I don't want to have to do with no 666 is what I look like. And it's so crazy me talking about it now. And God is asking me to unlearn everything that I know about him in this season, because basically God is saying, Rose, you got me all messed up. You got me bent. This is not who I am. And it's like, for me, I'm like, but God, who are you then? If you're not this crazy, deranged, angry man, then who are you? It's hard to unlearn a behavior. So because everything that I was taught was a lie in a sense, you know, it was a lie. The church doesn't have to be. And it's so hard to speak on church hurt because it's like the church doesn't have to be this angry place. This church doesn't have to be this place where it's a it's a it's a fight for power. It doesn't have to be this place where everyone doesn't like each other. It does not have to be that in a perfect world. It You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be that. And it's so hard for me to to envision that even though that I'm in a church now, I still see evil in the church now, even though that I'm there and I'm serving there. And it's just like, God is like, no, that's not what it is at all. Right. 
It's so hard to unlearn what we know. And I feel like that's why God sent me to therapy. That's why God made me meet these people that I've met. That's why God made me read these books. That's why God asked me to actually fast. I never fasted. I've been in the church all my life and we never had to fast. Never had to fast. And I was at the Family Worship and Praise Center for two years. I was at my church for this year, makes it two years. And every time the pastor would ask me to fast, I never fasted because I was just asked us to fast. I never fasted because I never took it serious because I didn't see a reason in fasting, right? And so the last fast that God asked us to go on the church, I actually did it. And I did not know that I could do 21 days. <laughs> I am so proud of myself, right? Because it's like I didn't even know that I could do that. And so the fact that I did it and God was showing me so much, I never understood why God was showing me so much about my heart. I was like, why are you focusing so much on me, on my heart? What is your issue? Like, I need you to do X, Y, and Z for me. These are my prayers. I need this answered. And God was like, I need your heart. I don't really care. The things that you're asking me for, that's nothing. A minute is like a second to me and a second is like a minute. Time means nothing to me, right? God does everything on his own timing. Everything that I was asking God for, he was like, all of that is going to come. You're asking me for things that was already written in your destiny. You're asking me for what you're going to do after college. That's already written in your destiny. Before I even, before your mother even thought about having a, a girl, this was written in your destiny. And it's going to happen whether you like it or not, right? My destiny to be great. My destiny for him to make my name great. My destiny for him to make me the next this, the next that. It was already written. And so I'm asking God and he's like, don't worry about where you're going to go or what's going to happen. I've already ordered your steps. I need your heart. I need your vulnerability. I need this. And it was so hard for me with the vulnerability thing because, again, the church never taught me to be vulnerable. This was what I was taught. You sin, you have to be reprimanded you couldn't serve for like it was it was just yeah it was so crazy like if you were to sin and I'm not saying that you know I'm not bashing the churches that I went to but if you were to sin you would have to go confess yourself in front of the whole church and then the church would decide what your punishment would be crazy right and so growing up being so young and it's oh my god and it's like uh, <laughs> We were watching a sermon on a T.D. Jake sermon because, you know, I love Bishop Jake's like my goal is to meet him. I love Bishop Jake's and I'm going to just speak it into the atmosphere that I will meet and speak to him one day. But he was just like, we have to unlearn all of the things that we know. Right. We cannot. There's a difference between, you know, correcting someone and condemning someone. And that was hard for me because my aggression, sometimes when my friend would do something, no, you can't do that because da, 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 da. that's where my aggression derives from. Because I was, I didn't know the difference between condemnation and correction. You can correct someone, right? You can correct someone. If, if, if I do something wrong, don't belittle me, correct me. But for me, it was like, if you, if you do something wrong, I would condemn. And I didn't realize that I was condemning people until yesterday. I'm 22, just putting two and two together. Like, y'all, if you pray to God and ask him to reveal your heart and like, I have to honestly relearn to be a Christian. And I did not, I, I didn't like the idea of me relearning to be a Christian because God, I'm already kind of established. I have a podcast. I'm imparting into people. I am preaching to people. I am doing this. And you're asking me now to relearn to be a Christian. And he's like, yes. Relearn how you think about me. Relearn to be vulnerable. 
relearn to because you can't preach to people if you're not vulnerable. You can't impart into people if you're not vulnerable and relatable. Growing up, we never really learned to be vulnerable in the church. We were scared to tell people what we were dealing with. We were scared to tell people what we were going through because we didn't want to be condemned. But now that I know how to correct and not condemn, I can I can preach to people on a no, new level. I can speak to people on a new level, you know? Maybe that aggression in me, maybe that would never go anywhere, you know? It would probably never go anywhere, but now I can I can veer that aggression. I can I can take it somewhere else, right? And I don't have to speak to people a certain way and they will understand what I'm trying to say to them is out of love. I, for so long, for so long, for 22 years, 22 years, and God has finally, is he starting to turn my water into wine. He's starting to turn my hardness into something sweet and meek so people can really relate. I can tell people, hey, that hurt my feelings. I don't have to. I can tell people this is what I'm dealing with in my vulnerability, right? In my weakness, God is made strong. God is not saying, oh, you have to be weak for me. No, he's saying where I lack, he will make me 10 times stronger through him. I honestly appreciate God 10 times more now because of him being so gentle. Like God we were talking about it yesterday. God is a very gentle person. He's emotional, yes, <laughs> but he's a very gentle person. Like he respects personal space. If you read in the Bible before he were to do things, he would ask the person, can I heal you? Can I sit here? Can I? Can I? That's the type of God that we serve. God won't bless you. That's why when we're in church and the pastor is asking us to say yes, like if you notice your pastor says, say yes to God. Say he's asking you to say yes because God respects your boundaries and he respects your personal space. If you tell God, no, I don't want to be healed, then he's going to leave you alone. That's why God needs your yes. Because God wants permission to bless you. God is not the type of person to be like, oh, I'm going to just know. He's not that type of person. And that's who I thought God was. And God is always asking us to say yes. Because God is like, I'm not going to do anything that you don't allow me to do in your life. God respects personal space. God respects who we are. He, he respects where we are. Like, okay, you know what? I need, I need Rose. She's not where I want her to be, but I respect where she is. But I'm going to continue to work. I'm going to, to continue to send people in her way to pour into her. I'm going to continue to send people to speak and prophesy. She's not probably not going to receive it. But the same day you plant the seed is not the same day it's going to turn into a garden. The same day you plant the seed is not the same day she's going to become who. It's okay because... Like I was telling y'all about that story of the lady who told me that God wants me to be vulnerable. She told me that two years ago. And it's just now. She planted that seed two years ago. And it is just now that I am receiving in wholeness what she has said to me. Like, take me as an example. In hope, like, take God sent someone to tell me two years ago before I thought about the, I've been thinking about doing it for years before I was going to implement it. He sent someone two years ago to tell me you need to be more vulnerable. And it's just now after I started the podcast, after it's like, wow, God, after I have like a mini fan base, you know, not a really, you know, after I have people who are listening to me consistently, God turned my water into wine. My podcast was at what? 50 listeners. And now I'm in the hundreds and thousands of listeners, right? 
This is all because of God, because he has slowly turned my water into wine. He has slowly made me, he is making me into the woman that he saw me as when he created me. When he wrote my name in the palm of his hands, he said, Rose the pioneer. Rose, maybe the bishop. That probably will never happen because I don't see myself. I told God, you know, I will I will open that door and let him heal me of my church hurt. But will I ever be a minister or will I ever preach at, at, at a church? I don't want to. No. Right. But who's going to tell God? No. Like, <laughs> I don't want to. No. But will I if he if he heals me? It's just so much hurt, y'all, that, that's associated with God that I have to unlearn, that I have to, to, whew, to like, to get, it's going to take me maybe months, years. The church disbanded my family, not the police, not the government, not the black man, not the white man, not the nothing. It was the church who tore my family apart. And I'm still dealing with a torn family at 22 and I need my family and I don't have that right now because of the church. And God wants me to turn around and go serve to church. The same church that broke my family into pieces, into shambles. The same church that because of them breaking down my family, I am dealing with to this day. It is taking a lot, okay? A hurt. And this is me being vulnerable. If this was me in October when I first started my podcast, I would never say this stuff. But because God is making me be more vulnerable, this is why I can speak this to you all. You know, God is is, is really asking me to do things that it's just like, what? We just started getting back cool, God. I'm just now learning who you really are, you know? And you want me to do what? Let's take it one step at a time. Like, that's how I'm feeling. But... I'm ready to to heal and I don't as I'm healing and as I'm going on my journey I pray that I can take you along with me in my vulnerability in my weakness God can make us strong it's okay your first step is admitting that you have church hurt I never even thought church hurt pertained to me right I didn't care for that yesterday I texted my family my cousins and I was like how have you guys dealt with the church hurt and they said well I haven't even begun to like <laughs> this is deep and I just pray that God continues to turn my water into wine that if you are dealing with your church hurt don't let the church keep you from God and the only way to deal with church hurt is to, to join a church to get back into church and you have to understand that man is is man. They're not God. They're not perfect, but he is. And so we have to learn to forgive, which is hard. And we have to learn to let go and let God, like, I know we know we have to let go and let God heal what we don't talk about, what we would never tell people. We have to let it go. The things that I never could tell people growing up, now I can, I, I'm free. God has put people in my life to tell them, this is what I'm struggling with. Pray for me. And I'm happy where God have put me. I prayed for this. I prayed for genuine godly friendships where I can confess my sins and not feel condemned. 
but feel convicted. I prayed for this. I prayed for this. I prayed for genuine mothers in Christ and fathers in Christ. Honestly, if it was not for my mother and my father, who is basically the only thing that I have left because my family don't really talk like that anymore. My brother, just pray for me. And my like, I love my, that's my twin. We look alike. But does he love God like he used to? No. That man was supposed to be the greatest preacher. He ran from God after all of that happened. And so I did as well. But I came back. And I'm happy that I'm back. And I just pray that for all of those who ran from God, it's time you to come back like if you ran from God it's time you ran from your calling you know you're supposed to be in a choir join a choir you know you're supposed to be a greeter join the greeting ministry you ran from God as if God is the one who did it to you it was not God it was man but God is going to heal you and restore you he's going to fill you to the brim he's going to restore you as he is doing me if he could keep me then he could keep you you know just like our pastor was preaching on Sunday we have testimonies from the Bible, but if that's not enough for you, ask, call up one of your friends right now and ask them, what have God done for them lately? I could give you a whole, just message me, what have God done for you lately? I could give you a whole spiel of what God has done for me lately, you know, just emotionally, mentally, what have, what God has taken me out of mentally. I love you guys. I will continue to pray for you guys. Pray for me. And um, be great, guys.